What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise, the bank that gets it right. Premise is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards. All right. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Three Essential Questions. I am Pam Myers, and with Pam Myers Social Media, my co-host is Erica Yoakum with Virtual Personal Assistance. Um, and we do this every Thursday morning, and we record our segments and then share them on social media. We have various guests throughout um, our New Mexico community, and to this morning, and we always ask them the same three essential questions. Um, and this morning, we have uh, three lovely gentlemen from the New Mexico Gay Men's Chorus that we are thrilled to have um, on this morning. So welcome, gentlemen. Thank you. Very Good, morning. Morning. Good morning. Good morning. So happy to have you all join us. Uh, I'm going to start with the first question then. So um, and not sure if you all are going to take turns answering or if you all want to answer this. But what have you learned about yourselves during this whole COVID pandemic. Um, my name is Aaron Howe. I'm the artistic director of the New Mexico Gay Men's Chorus. And uh, this would have been uh, uh, coming up. We just finished our ten my 10th year with the New Mexico Gay Men's Chorus. And I was about to start on my 11th year. So, you know, I had envisioned kind of, you know, that I was going to be going, you know, to greater heights and doing all sorts of new things. We were going to go to our 40th anniversary. But I guess what I have learned about myself uh, through this is that I am capable of uh, being um, of adapting to new circumstances. I had kind of thought to myself, yes, I was going to try to do bigger and better stuff with New Mexico Gay Men's Chorus, but I kind of just saw it all within the context of doing it the same way I have always done it, um, but just bigger and better um, with more resources, um, with more community reach. But when this happened, um, it really kind of punched me. And I felt like for a second, they're like, what am I going to do? All the things, all the resources, all the talents, all the, my experience has not led me to be able to handle this. Um, and so for a while, I was a little bit depressed. But then I decided that I had to find a way through uh, or, or I had to get out of music entirely. Mm -hmm. um, and so I did find uh, that uh, uh, adapting to uh, rehearsing with our singers uh, virtually using conferences, Zoom conferences, and also producing uh, choral music using uh, you know individual recordings that we mix and edit together um, was our path forward. Um, we didn't really think that we could um, get together until there is a vaccine and treatment. So because it's so much more very dangerous for singers to be in the same room with each other. Um, but I did learn about myself that despite my advanced age of 47 years old, um, that I could make a, a, a rather abrupt change in how I teach, direct, and create my art. It's interesting that you say leave music entirely. Um, <clears throat> I don't think that would have been an option for you. I mean, only because I know enough musicians that it's, it's air, 
it's you know it's water it's it's life it's you could leave you could walk away for a while but you would have figured out a way to come back because i think it's you know you you can't just walk away you know as king george would say i wasn't aware that was something a person could do (laughs) (laughs) so i'm glad you stuck it out and, and adapted that's that's fantastic 47 shut up baby (laughs) you look fantastic by the way um so so how have you how have you guys responded to the situation i mean obviously you're you you just said you're using the the zoom sessions and that type of thing so uh, as a whole what are what are you guys are you putting on performances and doing that kind of thing so how are you how how are you shifting to this new world. Yeah. Hi, this is Jim. I'm the board chair for the chorus and a singer. Um, And there's a a quote from RuPaul that says, when the going gets tough, the tough reinvent themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think we've really, it took us a little while, but we really embraced that. Um, Mm -hmm. There's a a bevy of online performances and and events that a lot of groups are doing. And we've done that. We've created two virtual chorus pieces all recorded from the comfort of our own homes and volunteers have mixed and video edited them. And it's funny because they've actually gotten more views than some of our public concerts here in town. Yeah. So yeah. We're, <laughs> we're, we're, we're missing our locals, we're missing our family, but we're doing different and bigger things. And we're, we're planning um, a full season of virtual events next year. Um, Wow, that's doing great. what we do bigger and better, but we're still making music. Our our mission is to um, change lives through music, and we're continuing to embrace that. Mm-hmm. I think yeah. we've all been struggling. Everybody has been struggling to reinvent everything that you everything that we've known because right, none of us have ever been through this before. It's new for everybody, and so everybody has been just struggling with h- how to get through it, how to reinvent, how to repackage, and come out of this in a better way. Or, the, the struggle is, is ongoing because um, most people who are involved in the arts, uh, performing arts, I should say, really gather a lot of strength and energy from working with other people. Um, right. And especially for like live performance, like choirs and orchestras, um, theaters, Mm -hmm. there is a a synergy that happens when you are in the same room with somebody and you can harmonize with them and create the sound and it really feeds your artistic soul. And Mm. that has actually been absent, um, really, um, in a, in, in, in a meaningful way as we are going forward. So even though we have made this shift to creating online music, it's still a struggle for our singers to show up to a rehearsal where they don't get to hear everybody else sing. They don't get to hear what it sounds like blending their voices in the, in the throng. And also they don't get to hear what the, the final product sounds like until the very end of the process. So sometimes it's weeks or months before they get to see the fruits of their labors um, because the, a lot of the production value happens Afterwards, you know, taking all the individual videos, stripping the audio out of it, mixing it into a program, you know, going back and forth, listening to see what we can do, and then taking all the videos and putting it together in a presentation that's exciting. It can be 
it can be daunting and for the members it can be a struggle sometimes. But I want to give credit to them that their love for the New Mexico Gay Men's Chorus and for arts performance has kept them coming and kept them doing it. Um, mm. Even when it is not giving them back the same, you know, artistic satisfaction that it used to. Wow. Thank you for, for delving into that, Aaron. That's really, I mean, I, I just can't even imagine the, the technical um, work behind the scenes that it takes to put all that together. And then, like you said, everybody dealing with their own stuff in the, why they're at home trying to muster the what energy right. that they that's, would a, that's another have. thing charlie can talk about this charlie's yeah, our, our chorus president we've actually created a, a a task force that kind of helps with that oh really yeah so my name is charlie brinkman i'm the chorus president and we um we're really concerned about how our members can use the technology in order to participate um and um some some are really struggling with you know, how to use Zoom and all of these new little things that we have in life that we've just become accustomed to now. Um, right. And how to, how to do recordings and how to upload the recordings. And when you do a recording by yourself and you're just listening to the music in your ear and you're singing just by your lonesome into that little phone, it sounds so horrible. <laughs> <laughs> and you go, oh, do it again, do it again, do it again. And finally, I, uh, at one point, I just said, I'm just sending this in, forget it. <laughs> and through the magic of, um, of sound mixing and, um, and recording uh, techniques, um, it, it, it's just a wonderful thing. And so we just did a poll of the chorus members to see how many chorus members really wanted some help with uh, understanding how to use technology and how to be connected to the chorus. And so we had eight members say that they really wanted some help. The really good part is we had 15 members say that they wanted to help people. And oh, so wonderful. that is the wonderful strength of our chorus. I think. I think people really look at it as a family who we really want to try to take care of each other. And we really want to be present to each other and encourage each other, even if we can't be present with each other. Wow. Very nice. And, and then we started, members... we, I'm sorry, and then we started a, a team, Charlie started a team called the Nightingale Brigade. Yeah. And, the, and their, their focus is really kind of the care and feeding of each other. So it's great if we can make recordings and participate in videos, but what if someone's struggling financially or yeah. is yeah. lonely, going through a depression? How do we help each other in that way? Right. Or they need to ride to the, to the doctor or they need somebody to just sit with them while their partner's having some surgery or, right. you know, so all of those kinds of things, I think, speak to the heart of the organization. So the, the structure of the organization, Jim and the board are phenomenal with that the musicality and the artistic part of the organization, you know, Aaron is phenomenal with and his team. And so I kind of look at myself as being kind of having a team take care of the heart of the organization. So, so we, the, our heart keeps beating and we, and we keep being present to each other. Oh, that's beautiful. How many members are in the choir? Thank you. Well, originally we had had, we kind of got about 60 members uh, that sing with the chorus regularly, but then wow. 
after COVID, we probably lost about half of the members um, participating. Now, that's not to say they're not engaged. They are still supporting the organization in other ways, uh, whether financially or, uh, you, know, in, you know, in spirit. But they just, a lot of people just can't uh, participate the way that they used to. Um, and, and it goes again to the thing I was talking about, about the, 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 the thing that feeds your soul is the being mm. in the room with the, the people um, and sharing the music together. Um, so a lot of people, because they miss that, it's really hard for them to participate in a virtual mm. way. But I think, it's, I think it's pretty amazing that we have kept as many uh, people engaged as long as they have doing something that is completely foreign to anything they have ever done right. in music ever. Um, so right now we have a, a pretty solid core of about 30 to 35 guys that are still involved with the with uh, rehearsing and producing music. We, I think, foresee that we're probably going to see a growth um, going into the fall. Uh, we normally didn't don't rehearse in the summer, um, and so that this whole we had been we did rehearse mm-hmm. this summer because the spring was so in flux that we stopped rehearsing for about two months. Right. And then when we finally did come back together. Uh, to start rehearsing again, it kind of dragged into the summer. So um, we, we foresee that when we start the fall, that kind of feels like a beginning um, of our normal season. And we should see um, more people come back and sing with us again. Do you think that because it is, be- it is becoming normalized, that this is how we communicate, this is how we, it's going to be this way for a while that some of those folks will realize, well, if I'm going to be involved, this is how I'm going to have to be involved and come back and figure it all out. Yeah, I, yeah, I would hope so. Absolutely. That's this is this is there is very limited options for creating performance art together. Um, I have heard of some groups that are experimenting with rehearsing in kind of a larger space that is, I guess, not so, you know, I guess close. Like a, like a maybe like, like you know a close place would be like a church choir room or something like that. But they're like talking like a warehouse, and they're all wearing. Uh, different kinds of masks. They're, they've actually created a singer's mask that people can wear. Really? Um, and 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 that and I and I applaud them for trying that. But I, I just for, for for us, I just don't think that's feasible. I think mm. most people are have either committed themselves to kind of hibernating for a year or creating virtual music. And I think virtual music is the way that I would like to proceed at least until December. And if things change. Coming Jan- come January with the public health, then we possibly could look to transitioning back to a different model. There's also a bit of history. That, I go ahead, Charlie. One of the things that we're doing also is um, since we're virtual, um, geography isn't an issue, and so we've had members of our chorus who have moved away, um, who live on the East Coast and West Coast now, and, um, and so we're inviting them back uh, to come sing with us virtually. <laughs> so that we can see their faces, we can be together again and sing together. Um, and so I think that will, uh, that will really be a whole different way of looking at how we like chorus without borders, you know? Um, <laughs> <laughs> good one, good one, yeah. And Jim, did you want to add something? Well, just a little tangent. I think that the thing is that comes to my mind is that um, in, in a different way, our community has gone through this before. We, we mm-hmm. dealt with, with the HIV and AIDS crisis. Mm-hmm. We've dealt with um, social oppression. And mm-hmm. we've dealt with being other. And, and there are members of our community who know that and have been through that. And I think it, it 
fosters what we talk about and how we deal with each other. We realize that there are people who have needs. We have realized that there are people who have different experiences. But what saves us, what keeps us going, is that common goal. Um, there's a, I used to sing with the New York City Gay Men's Chorus. And there was a time in the 80s when I think we were singing at like seven funerals and memorials on one weekend. We've lost people. We've been separate. We've been challenged. And so I'm just thrilled that our community in so many ways is embracing whatever this new abnormal is and helping each other get through it. I like that. Yeah. <laughs> right. The new abnormal. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which now we've kind of answered the third question, but I'll ask it anyway, in case anybody wants to add anything, what does the future look like on the other side of the situation for the New Mexico gay men's chorus? Well, I, you know, it looks wonderful. <laughs> it looks wonderful. <laughs> so, um, I, I, uh, I have a little slogan that I put on the bottom of my emails that it says, uh, count your rainbows, not your thunderstorms. No. And um, I, I think that, I think that the, the beauty of this is that what keeps me driven, and I think so many of the members of the course driven, is to keep us alive until the time when we can sing together again. Mm -hmm. So that, that's what this time is all about. It's a bridge to keep us uh, together so that we can be together again. So that's mm -hmm. the way I look at it. <laughs> and we are also trying new things now that I think we probably could carry into the future. Um, Jim had mentioned that we've been getting a lot of you know, views on our chorus videos that we're creating. Um, and we have a, an upcoming um, virtual cabaret that we're gonna do in mid-September that will be all like done virtually, done all recorded, um, you know in remotely and we mix it all together and we're going to attempt to create a full you know hours worth of music um with some partners and, and stuff um individual songs as well as chorus songs and that is taking a lot of learning you know learning how to do all of these things experimenting failing and then learning from that failure um so that we can do better each time. So, you know, going into September, this is kind of a big deal for us to try to do an entire concert online. You know, we did air kind of a previous concert um, as an event, but this is all new material produced, you know, in quarantine, so to speak. Um, but these skills that we are picking up from having to produce these concerts mm -hmm. could be carried into the future so that when we are trying to advertise our live concerts, we have now some new ways to do it. Um, yep. Also, we are learning how to record and be better about documenting our performances and realizing the importance of, of, of cherishing these, these live performances you know, in a way so that when, you know, if we do have to face something like this again in the future, um, that we have material that we can bring back and that we have skills that we've picked up so that we can continue to produce things for people to be able to see, to feel, to hear, um, and to enjoy. Yeah. And I think the logistical end of it is that all these arts organizations are facing, we, you know, we within two weeks canceled performances and had zero ticket revenue. We were, we were just like all these other groups. But we still had expenses. We, our board made a decision immediately to continue to pay our staff throughout this. And we've been very grateful to do that. Our board has worked really hard to keep us financially solvent. 
Um, mm -hmm. Our budget goals for this year are to invest and spend the money that it takes to put these virtual pieces together. It's not just because we're not meeting doesn't mean it doesn't cost to pay right. the musicians and pay right. the rights for the composers and the technicians that do this. Mm -hmm. um, so we're still actively seeking fundraising and, and donors, but our, our course has a goal of going into the end of the season financially where we are this season. So we're not just digging in and we're keeping our sponsors. We're looking for donors and fundraising and mm -hmm. anxious to keep the support going as much as we can because it keeps us alive. Right. Right. Awesome. Yeah. A, a great attitude. And it's, and it's good for you in embracing the technology. I mean, it's not, it's not tough. I mean, I mean, it's not, it's tough to do that. It's not an easy thing to switch like that, but the, uh, you know, fantastic that you're making the effort and, and having these successes. And, and I, we're with you in that we've had more people uh, to some of our events virtually than we've had in person and you know for somebody from who does, is loath to leave home i'm very happy to go to virtual events <laughs> i like it a lot but, uh, so it's, it's other, fantastic go ahead i was going to say the other wonderful part about virtual is that i i'm from originally from the east coast so uh, oh. my siblings and all live live um on the east coast and so virtually they're able to see us perform um they're able to hear me sing um, they're not able to come to albuquerque for a concert so so many friends and family back east have uh, have been able to enjoy the chorus in a way that they were never able to enjoy them before and maybe that's one of those technologies that you'll carry into the future is that you have the live performances but maybe a virtual aspect of it too to keep those yeah. folks yeah, coming and seeing and supporting and and you know maybe donating and all of that. That's that's brilliant. That's brilliant. Yeah, that's really great. So, how would folks uh, reach out to you if they wanted to become involved or donate or become a sponsor or anything like that? How do they reach out to you guys? Well, all of our information is on our website, uh, nmgmc.org. Uh, and we have information about our events. We have information about our sponsors and our donors and information about auditions. We're, we're continuing on. We have auditions coming up um, and new folks want to be a part of our group of singers. We're happy to have them. We have a great um, social media presence on Facebook and on Instagram. And I think people stay in touch with us that way. And um, happy to happy to have them as part of our family. Wonderful. Great. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. You. I look forward to the. Great. Go ahead, Eric. No, no. I was just saying thank you. I was, yeah. I was gushing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, we look forward to the uh, cabaret in September. That sounds exciting. Yeah, definitely. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Thank you all so much for all the information for being guests on our um, podcast today. We really appreciate your time and sharing everything with us. Great. Thank you for having us. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, and, and yeah, look forward to hearing more, literally. <laughs> <laughs> Have a great day. Thank you, gentlemen. Thank you. Bye-bye. What does 25 cents back on every purchase mean to you? A free lunch? That gadget you've been eyeing? A night out with the fellas? With your Premise Perks checking account, you get 25 cents back with every purchase using your debit card and zero ATM, overdraft, or annual fees. With this completely free account, you can watch the money roll in with every swipe and find the freedom to go further with your cash. Premise. 
the bank that gets it right. Premises is a member FDIC. ATM transactions do not count towards debit card rewards.